It is always so exciting when you see that a blog post is starting to increase in ranking and drive more traffic to your website. If you've ever wondered how you can boost a post even further, I'm sharing some strategies that I use to quickly boost a post's ranking and it doesn't take a lot of effort either. Hey friend, I'm Madison Weatherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast this week. I am super excited to dive into a topic that is specific to the work that I do for my food blog, which I have been loving that you guys have loved these episodes that I've shared sprinkled throughout the year. Way back at the beginning of 2023, I shared my blog growth plan for this year to kind of give you guys a look at the work that I'm doing to really scale and grow my food blog this year. And it's been really exciting to see that you guys have loved that episode so much. It quickly rose to one of the very top episodes of my podcast ever published. This year alone, it's definitely the number one episode. But even looking back at all of the years I've had my podcast, it's now one of the most downloaded episodes which is cool to see because I know as a fellow food blogger, it's really cool to be able to see what other people are doing and to be able to glean from their wisdom and just what's working for them. So I'm glad that you guys really loved that episode. And I hope that this episode will be similar in that I'm going to share a strategy that I use to quickly boost the host rankings for my food blog. But before we dive in, as always, I love to do a quick little introduction. If you're brand new to the show, Maybe you're a little bit confused because you heard that I am a web designer, but I'm also a food blogger. So let me just kind of reintroduce myself and tell you what all of that is about. My name is Madison Weatherill. I'm the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios, where our studio specializes in building custom brands and websites for food bloggers who are really looking to take their blog to the next level to create deeper connections with their audience, to have a blog that stands out from the crowd and can really make a bigger impact for your family and for your audience as well. I also have a food blog that is called A Joyfully Mad Kitchen and that food blog was kind of on a hiatus for a few years as I really focused on building up Grace and Vine, but over the last couple of years I've started to do work on it again and I've started to build a team around my blog and I've been able to see some pretty incredible growth which you can hear about in last week's podcast episode sharing about my update of my blog growth plan and kind of what it's looked like. But that's why I have both of these things that I talk about. I talk about web design for food bloggers specifically and branding for food bloggers, but I also can share a little bit of a insight into the things that I'm doing to specifically grow my food blog and just love to be able to share a little bit behind the scenes because what works for one food blog may not work for another. So I don't feel like I am, you know, sharing the secrets of the trade or anything like that, because you can take these same strategies and they may or may not work for posts for you, but I hope that they do. And I hope that we can all be able to just share wisdom about what's working for us right now and all help the food blogging industry as a whole to grow. Now, apart from the food blogger and web design side of my life, I always love to share a little 
peek into the personal side of my life as well. And today I wanted to share a little bit about my kind of weekend reset routine that I have built over the last few years. I've talked about in some of the time management episodes that I've done on this podcast before that time management and productivity and really being a like scheduled rigid person is not really in my nature, but I have found over the years with having multiple kids, having kids at home and homeschooling, running multiple businesses, I really have to be diligent in having a routine that works well for our family. And one of the things that I have found is this weekend reset, if you will, is something that sets us up for success week after week. And when I don't do it, I feel so out of sorts. And so a couple of like just quick things that I do every weekend to help our family get prepared for the next week. One is that we have a printed wall calendar that we use as a family. My husband and I also have our phone calendars synced and shared like our virtual calendars, but it really helps me to physically write out everything that we have coming up for the week, whether it is appointments or Taekwondo practice or you know meetings that I have or times that I want to sit and record a podcast. It's really helpful to write all of that out on a piece of paper that everybody can see so that we can easily reference that throughout the week. And that calendar also has a spot for our meal plan. So I will go through and make our meal plan for the week every weekend and then Typically, either Saturday or Sunday morning, I will place our weekly grocery order as well, and we will pick that up either on Saturday or on our way back from church on Sunday, but it is something that I try to do every single week because without fail, if I don't do it, then we are scrambling throughout the week trying to decide what to eat and what do we have in the freezer. So just spending 30 minutes to an hour just planning out the week in that way really helps to set us up for success. So If that is helpful for you, maybe give that a try and see if you can create that rhythm for yourself to just set your week up for success. Now, to dive into this topic today, I want to kind of keep this high level because I want this episode to be quick for you to listen to and hopefully to implement what I'm talking about the next time you have a blog post that is doing well, because these particular strategies that I'm sharing are things that I have noticed do really well for a post that is starting to climb the rankings kind of organically. And I'm sure that some of these things would be great to do just from the get-go, but I think the reason that these strategies are effective is because it's a post that already is gaining momentum. If you were to do some of these strategies for every single blog post that you're creating, you might find that it is a little exhausting and may not have the same return on your effort. And so that's what I wanted to start with for this episode is talking about what posts you should do this, some of these strategies for, whether you choose to do one thing or all of these things. So Let's first talk about what posts to look for and to use these strategies on. The first is I like to use my keyword research tool, which I use Ahrefs, but you can do this in any of the tools, but I want to look at the keywords that are already ranking between four and 20. Now, sometimes I specifically look at the posts that are again, climbing and ranking, but sometimes it's a post that has just been sitting in that four to 20 spot for a while. And it's a post that I know has already been optimized and rewritten for SEO. Maybe I've already updated photos and things like that. So I'm really looking to just boost something that is already kind of done, but I want to see if I can encourage Google to help that post rise a little bit more. The second thing that I do within this kind of search process is that I look at the volume of the post and the keywords that it's ranking for specifically. So I don't necessarily want to use these strategies again on a keyword that maybe is a really, really low volume or is something that is just completely out of reach for my blog. 
I want to kind of understand what the normal search volume is for my blog and the keywords that I rank for well. And then I'm going to kind of isolate my search to the posts that have keywords in the positions four to 20 that are in the keyword range that I usually rank for. This helps me to really narrow down the posts that I want to focus on and to utilize these strategies for so that I'm not feeling like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, a hundred posts that I could do this for. I'm really looking at maybe 10 at the most that I can focus these strategies on. So once you have isolated the posts that you want to focus on, whether that's just one or two, or maybe up to, like I said, 10, you can implement a couple of these strategies. And I'm just going to go through these pretty quickly because there's not much to say about each of them. And if I have any little notes about what to do, I will mention those. But for the most part, I'm just going to kind of fly through these. So the first is that you can ask for a rating or a comment from your audience. So if you see that a post is doing well, share it on social media and say, hey guys, if you've made this recipe, I would love for you to leave a rating, leave a comment so that I can you know, get this out to more people in my audience. The second thing that you can do is to send out an email for this post in particular. Now you could make it sort of catchy and change the subject line to, you know, this post is currently trending or you'll never believe what's trending, things like that, or just send it out like a normal email that you would send, but this might give that post some more traffic to it, which could help signal to Google that it is a great post. You can also create some additional social media shares for this post or create some new Pinterest graphics for this post in particular and pin those to some new boards. You might decide to add some backlinks to this post from other content on your site. So as an example, this happened to me recently where my strawberry banana smoothie started doing really well and I went back into some other posts where it made sense and added some more links to that current post to help signal to Google that this was a good post. If you have a network of bloggers that you are friends with and that you communicate with regularly, you can also ask them to do this for you as well and say, hey guys, this post is you know, ranking really well and I'm trying to boost this ranking. Do you have a natural blog post that you could link to this for me? And most of the time your blogging friends are gonna be more than willing to do that for you and that can help to increase the rankings as well. Last thing that you might consider doing is to add that post to your popular posts on your sidebar. Now, of course, if you are doing this strategy for, you know, 10 to 15 blog posts, that might not be the best choice. But if you notice, for example, that you are about to be in a higher ranking position for a really big keyword for you and for your brand, then this would be a great strategy to utilize for that one post in particular to add it to your sidebar to help increase that ranking. Now, what this does from a interlinking perspective is basically it adds a link back to that blog post on all of your content, at least all of your content that has a sidebar, which can be a really strong ranking signal to Google that this is an awesome post and they should send more people to it. Now, once you decide kind of which of those things I just mentioned that you want to do, I think it's really important to also create a system of sorts around these ideas and around how you want to boost these posts that you find need a little bit of a boost. So when you think about creating a system for this, there's a couple of things that you could do. One is just to create a system or a task for yourself to regularly check in on how your posts are doing. So if you're not already going to whatever keyword research tool you're using and checking on, you know, some of your organic keywords that are popping up, create a task for yourself to do that regularly so that you, first of all, are not getting distracted doing this every day, which I have definitely done in different seasons, but also you are regularly checking this so that you can utilize some of these strategies when you need to. 
You could also create a task for yourself to swap out your popular or trending posts on your sidebar or your homepage frequently. One caveat to this is if you have had the same six popular posts linked on your sidebar for years, do not change those links because that is going to disrupt your interlinking in general. However, if you have changed this regularly or you've added this popular post section recently, it's totally okay to change these out. You just don't want to remove links that have been there for a really, really long time. This is something that we're really intentional with when we do our custom website redesigns to make sure that we understand the interlinking and the link structure of your website so that we're not disrupting the way that Google views your site as a whole. Another thing that you could do is to build a spreadsheet to track these posts and their ranking over time. This will help you to understand, first of all, if any of these strategies work well for you and for your blog to boost your post rankings, but it will also help you to just see the you know, increases in your blog's posts as you hopefully continue to grow or to see if things are declining over time and be able to adjust your strategies going forward. And then I've mentioned this a couple of times already, but if you are using a keyword research tool, a lot of these are built in with a keyword tracker. So if you just go in and set up, you know, some of the keywords that you want to keep track of and to track how your posts are doing for that keyword, that can be a really great way to track these really effortlessly. But again, go and create a system for yourself of how frequently you're going to check in to see how these keywords are doing for you. The last thing that I want to mention on this topic is that I did say earlier in the episode that this is typically going to be posts that you've already optimized. However, I do think it's important to mention that as certain blog posts start to take off, you may find some that you haven't optimized yet for SEO. Maybe you haven't really focused on your RPMs for that blog post and increasing those. Or lastly, maybe you haven't taken new photos or added process photos to a post. So sometimes you might find that there's a blog post that is starting to rise in rankings that hasn't been updated. And when you see that happening, it's definitely a good time to go ahead and update that post to make sure that it is the best content that you can put forward. Now, the strawberry banana smoothie example I gave earlier, this post happened a couple months ago and we started to notice that it was rising for a pretty big keyword volume for my blog. And so we decided to reshoot the recipe because the recipe was really old and I didn't love the photos. And so because of that, I was able to add in process photos, add in some extra tips from when I was you know, recreating this recipe. And initially, after making those changes and updates, I did see a dip in the post's rankings overall, but eventually it did climb back up to where where it was or even higher than when it, you know, when we decided to redo it. So something to just keep in mind that, you know, as posts start to rank and rise up higher in rankings, you may decide that it needs some overhauling and you may lose rankings as you overhaul those, but that's okay because the idea is that, you know, you're going to update the post, make it even better, and then it will rank even higher. You just don't necessarily want to do that for a post that's in, you know, the spots one to three. You want to just keep those untouched so that you don't mess up any traffic that you're getting from those. So like I said, these are some strategies that I have used to be able to boost posts that are ranking in that four to 20 spot. Anywhere in that range, really, you have the opportunity to give Google a little bit of a nudge and tell them that this is a a really good post and they should rise it up in the rankings further. So the next time you see a post that's in those spots, I hope that you will try one or two of these strategies and let me know how it goes. I would love to hear if some of these strategies work for you and help your posts to rise up in their rankings. 
That's all I have for you guys this week. Next week, we're going to start talking about your quarter four plan and how you can get started on that right now before the craziness of the fall hits. I hope that you guys will stay tuned for that episode. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please hit subscribe and make sure that you are following along so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't left a rating and review for the Vine podcast and you love this show, so many of you guys tell me that you love this show on social media and on Facebook groups and things like that. But if you haven't left a rating and review, it would mean the world to me if you would do that for me. Would love to see a five-star review and tell me what you loved about this episode or any other episode that you've listened to. That would just mean so much to me. So thank you in advance for doing that. And until next week, friends, that's all I have for you. So we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.